Hello, welcome to the Fresher 254 podcast, where we do not tell you how to live your life. Rather, we share ideas on how you can make your university experience more successful. I'm your host, Susan. Dear Fresher, congratulations, you made it to the university. And I bet you have some mixed emotions about this. On one end, you're probably excited that you made it after working so hard or after the pressure from yourself, your parents, and your teachers. You're also happy to be away from the vigilant eyes of your parents and guardians. You are ready for some freedom. You're also looking forward to exploring your environment, making some new friends, and trying out some new experiences. You are looking forward to acquiring new knowledge from your course, challenging your mind, expanding your worldview, debating, getting innovative and creative. And so you're looking forward to what the university has to offer, the new clubs, some student associations that you might want to join. On the other hand, you might be a bit worried about being so far away from home or from your family or from what is familiar. You are not in your comfort zone. For some of you, the course that you have been enrolled to was not your first choice. It's not what you wanted to do to begin with. Maybe even the university that you are enrolled into is not where you wanted to go. And you're wondering, should you change schools? Should you do an interfaculty transfer? Should you drop out altogether? Will the course that you have been called to pursue be marketable? Are you ready for it? For some of you, maybe you're disappointed. The expectations you had of what a university should be have not been met. Maybe you are underwhelmed by your hostel, by the environment, by the people you're meeting. Actually, I remember my very first day on campus when I was a fresher. And after a long day of registration, I finally got into my hostel room only to find that I had a really bad mattress. And when I looked around, there were no sockets. There were just wires sticking out of the walls. And the room was so tiny. And there was no closet space. I remember I had to send back more than half of the things I had packed. And I kept wondering, how are we meant to share this tiny space with another person? So maybe that is you. Maybe when you joined the university, you had applied for help money and it has not yet kicked into your account. And you are concerned about your survival. What are you going to eat? What are you going to wear? How will you buy books and all the materials that are needed for your studies? For a majority of you, you're nervous about meeting new people. Now that you're in a new environment, chances are the people you were with in high school did not transition with you to the same university. And so you're wondering, will you make new friends? Will you like these new friends? Will they like you back? Will you get along with your roommate? Who can you trust? Who can you lean on? How will your social life unfold? 
And then there's the fact that, yes, you have freedom now, but freedom comes with responsibility. Some are caving under the pressure of handling the newfound freedom. And it could be very overwhelming. And the emotions that you are experiencing are very typical with all other freshers. Now, psychology does not label emotions as good or bad. So there's nothing as a good emotion or a bad emotion. We just have positive and negative emotions. The positive emotions leave you feeling happy and relaxed, while the negative ones leave you feeling miserable and even stressed out. So think about emotions like anger and sadness. Now, your emotions are not bad per se, even the negative ones. And it would be very unrealistic to imagine that you will always be happy, that you will exist in a happy bubble where all the emotions you experience are positive. It is quite healthy to have negative emotions. And it does not mean that you are a weak person or that you have low emotional intelligence. So I would encourage you to allow yourself. Yes, give yourself permission to experience a full range of emotions from the positive ones to the negative ones. Let's talk about negative emotions. They are actually healthy. And you're thinking, what? How? Yes, negative emotions are healthy in the sense that they provide you with helpful feedback to help you thrive in your environment. Let's take, for example, the emotion of guilt. And we've heard of you have guilt tripped a person. Now, guilt is a powerful emotion that can actually help you to change some negative behavior. So let's say that you are of the habit of making rather crude jokes. To you, they are funny, but to other people, mm, not so much. And so now that you're in a new environment, the people who used to understand your sense of humor are not around. And here you are, you crack a joke you think is funny, but it offends another person. Now, the guilt you will feel for offending another person or for hurting another person's feelings could actually help you decide, I will be a bit more careful about the jokes that I share or I crack. In that instance, a negative emotion like guilt is actually something healthy. So when do negative emotions become quote-unquote bad or unhealthy? Now, this is when one repeats repeatedly dwells on the negative emotions and the negative situation that brought about the negative emotions. This is called rumination. Research shows that rumination can actually contribute to anxiety and depression. The problem with rumination is that it does not make the situation any better. If anything, it robs one of hope. One is caught up thinking and thinking about the terrible experience that has happened and starts to believe that only more terrible things will happen in the future. Furthermore, rumination has been linked to increase in levels of cortisol and this is the stress hormone. 
increased cortisol levels have been associated with increased blood pressure and lack of sleep. Over time, these increased levels of cortisol could lead to a weakened immune system. One becomes susceptible to colds, to flus, and to skin conditions like rashes. The immune system has been weakened, has been compromised. Unfortunately, as you ruminate, chances are that you will seek harmful coping mechanisms or ways of dealing with the negative emotions. For example, you find yourself overeating or lashing out in anger at innocent people. Or you find yourself excessively taking alcohol and other recreational drugs. I will share with you a few tips that could help break the rumination cycle. If you are caught, if you find yourself caught up in the rumination cycle, I will share with you a couple of tips that could help break this rumination. You are welcome to pick and choose what works for you. To begin with, you need to be aware of your emotions and actually give them a name, label them. However, do not exaggerate. For instance, if you are sad, label that emotion as sadness, not depressed. So some people will say, oh, I am so depressed because I woke up late and got to class a couple of minutes late. Really? Is that depression? Secondly, think about the why. What triggered this emotion? And this could help you prepare yourself for future events. Let's go back to our example. You've woken up late. So you're probably frustrated because you woke up late. You missed your breakfast, your sugar levels are low, you are cranky, you missed your lecture or half of it, yeah? And so you ask yourself, what caused this? And you realize, ah, I slept too late watching TikTok videos. And now for this to work, you need to be very aware and honest with yourself. Something else you can do is... You decide how you will respond, not react, but respond to the negative emotion. And you do this based on your past experience, knowledge surrounding your situation, what you would like to achieve, and your value system. And then you take a decisive action. You seek out creative solutions for the challenges that you are facing. And do not procrastinate. If you can do something about it, go ahead and do it. Another thing is to practice gratitude. And what this does, it gives your mind a shift from the negative to the positive. Let's say your help money has not checked into your account. You can choose to be grateful that you ate kangumu and black tea. You're not starving. Or you did not get lost moving from one lecture hall to another. Some campuses are really big. Eh? Or you could be grateful that your crush smiled at you. Hey, they finally noticed you. So practice gratitude. And if all else fails, 
you can always be grateful that you are alive. Lastly, have some rest. Sometimes the negative emotions are due to the fact that you are tired, your body is fatigued. So take a break. Do something that you enjoy doing. Engaging yourself in an activity that is pleasurable will bring about the positive emotions and this will break the ruminating cycle. Let me know via the email address shown in the description box the range of emotions you have been experiencing. Tell me, how are you coping with negative emotions? What strategies are you using to cope with negative emotions? And lastly, if you'd like some more tips on breaking the ruminating cycle, just let me know and I will share with you. Thank you. Blessings as you make informed decisions for your university life. See you next time. From my heart to your ears.